1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing depression and poetry. So one of the things that bothered me in my own clinical therapy and as a clinical therapist for many years was this idea or this this hole that can happen in the therapeutic process that basically says or operates or believes that you can change depression by focusing on depression, depressive stories, depressive experiences, depressive pain. There's a time and a place to share the pain and to be with the pain and release it. And then there is a time to shift. I'm thinking of the psychologist who tried explaining to me in my early 20s in his office on the psych ward that I had checked myself into the week I pressed charges on my adoptive dad. And he sat me down after doing a bunch of psychological testing and talking to me and consulting with staff. I had been there a few days and he sat down and talked to me and I said, yeah, I've been depressed the last couple of years. And he disagreed with me. He said, no, 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 This has not been the last couple of years. This has been your whole development, your whole life. You've been depressed since you were a very little girl. And that shocked me. I mean, it was very, very true, and it was very, very obvious if you looked at my life history. But that idea hadn't ever occurred to me. No one had ever zoomed out and given me that view. The sad truth is that if we are born into chaos or neglect or abuse, it's likely that we unknowingly have practiced depression a lot. And I had to admit to myself that any muscles for goodness or worth or joy or ease were really, really weak in me. I really didn't know how to be with the better emotions, for lack of a better way to put that. I had spent a lot of time low vibe, so high vibe was uncomfortable. I certainly had a sense of humor and I could laugh and hang out with people But I'd go back to depressive thoughts and depressive behaviors, like I imagine a squirrel goes back to its nest. Depression was like my nest. It was like a home base. And that home needed a drastic remodel. So in healing, we remodel our psyches in countless ways as we heal. Today I want to talk to you about poetry. And if you rolled your eyes or felt a little resistance, this can be a biggie for you. That resistance is your inner adolescent. And who do you want making your healthy life decisions? A regressed adolescent part? Or will you challenge yourself to let your wise woman or wise man drive the bus of your life and take you to a better place? So that that adolescent part can get what it really needs so that it can grow up and stop plaguing you with its immature or rebellious vibes. And we all have this when we are growing and developing. We first resist what will really serve us because we haven't maybe had so much that has served us in this department. So I want to talk about this in two ways. One is from the wound and two is from the healing. When we go to therapy or when we talk to a friend or when we write in our journals, it's extremely valuable. I can't even go so far as to say necessary to get the pain out. And this is not victim mentality. Lots of you are healthily committed to rejecting victim mentality. And this is wonderful. This is a good insight. This is good direction. This is good self-care. But we also want to remember that in our healing, we learn to let go of the black and white or all or nothingness of things. And we find the gray that's in between, the middle ground. It's admirable and healthy that you don't want to become the victim, especially at a time in history when victim mentality is being popularized. And I'm going to make up a word here algorithmatized. If we get an actual wound on our forearm or our leg, it hurts. We know it needs attention. We know from a very young age that it needs painful cleaning out. And if we don't have that painful cleaning out process, it can get infected and it can fester and it can create a bigger problem that's harder to deal with than if we had buckled down, taken a deep breath And gotten the ick out so that healing can be clean and clear and that wound can repair. So it's easier for us to conceptualize and commit to and take care of these actual wounds on our skin. They're tangible. They're real. They bleed. They're messy. It makes sense to us to tend to that. And if we didn't, someone would see it and go, why aren't you tending to that? And encourage us to do so. This isn't so true for our emotional wounds, for our mental pain. If our parents didn't know how to tend to us emotionally very well, it's likely that we don't naturally tend to ourselves emotionally very well. For today's episode, I want to talk to you about poetry and using it in the healing process, using it to explore yourself, using it to change and be different. These two ways, one from the wound and two from the healing, I want to encourage you to hold these ideas as balancing. Here is a poem that gets the pain out, that comes from the wound. It's by Raymond Martineau, M-A-R-T-I-N-E-A-U. It's called Wondering Why Am I Here. I lay in bed alone at night and wonder why I'm here. I do so much for everyone. Why don't they show they care? I met this girl who said she loved me. Something I haven't heard in so long. She used me for my money. What a ride she took me on. Sometimes I wish my dad were here. But to me, he's not alive. I have no one to talk to. These drugs seem to be the only way. Turns out it's a lie, just like the smile I put on each and every day. I know outside I'm smiling. It's the face I fake for you. But inside my soul is crying. And there is nothing I can do. I know my family loves me. I'm there when their decisions are poor. I'm sick of feeling like this walked-on rug thrown upon the floor. I lay in bed and wonder what the hell I'm doing here. Can I wake up from this dream? Can I please just disappear?
1: Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. And Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist, will talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms.
0: Here's another poem about getting the pain out, a poem that comes from the wound. The author is Justin Rafael Lopez Gutierrez clouds of thunder, pouring rain, the hurt I feel, the throbbing pain, droplets trickle down my face, shall rain give me this one embrace, drenched and cold, my biggest fears, not by the rain, but by my tears, when will this storm come to an end, embrace me rain, my only friend. Now I want to share some poetry with you that is from healing. It is after the part where we are in the pain, where the work that we must do is not just release the pain, but help ourselves be with and be in the healing. This poem is called Displacement by Ingrid Inko Gabar. It's called Displacement. Beautiful flowers, when displaced from exotic lands, sometimes wilt and wither in foreign sands. May we be fierce weeds that conquer and thrive, for it is adaptation that keeps us alive. Here is another poem from Our Healing. The author is Yin Quist. The name of the poem is Ceaseless Like an Ocean. I go with the tides, and this is my tide. My waves splashing against the rocks in my path and going on to the near shore. It doesn't stop until the jagged edges are ground to nubs on the seafloor. Here's another. This poem was written 160 years ago by Emily Dickinson in 1862. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Here's one more by Edgar A. Guest. It's called Don't Quit. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. If you would like to write a poem from your wound and then from your healing, I invite you to come share it on Patreon. And if you don't think you've healed enough to write from your healing yet, I'm here to say, wrong and incorrect You've made it all the way to here, and that tells me that you have conquered much, no matter how messily, no matter how imperfectly, no matter how long it has taken, because you have made it all the way to here. Growth work is leaning into what's comfortable, despite the depression gremlins urging us to stay very much the same that sameness serves those depression gremlins because they don't want to go anywhere. Especially if poetry is something you've never tackled or it's been a really long time. I wonder what would happen to your depression gremlins if you allowed yourself to write from your wound and then from your healing. Many people who are highly sensitive have a comfortability Seeing themselves as sad and as struggling. I hope that you are allowing yourself to grow into seeing yourself as strong, resilient, hopeful, smart, tenacious, funny, light, hardworking. All of the light filled, high vibe ways that a best friend might describe any of us. They're true. And in healing, we learn to align with what lifts us up more so than what drags us down. And it's brave, courageous, leaning into our growth edge work. So if you'd like to share some poetry and get creative, come find us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. Just like you, we see that Money is getting tighter. Inflation is happening. Prices are rising everywhere. To those of you who support us on Patreon, thank you for your continued support. Because of Patreon, we do not put commercials on the show. So we think of our Patreon supporters as producers of the show because we cannot do this show without support. And y'all are our support. Our very next live stream Q&A in April is on narcissism. You can come ask about narcissism. You can ask about the full personality disorder, different traits, your fears about whether or not you have some narcissistic traits and what to do about that, how to have boundaries, how to think about the players in your life that may have some narcissism, how to not take it personally, whatever comes up for you around this issue. I hope there's something in this episode that helps you see yourself, the world, people in their pain, and people in their healing just a little bit differently that helps you dig deep, release what no longer serves you, and hold on to what does. Healing is about discovering things about ourselves that we didn't know before. What if you have a poet in there? What if you have a writer who's just been waiting to be unleashed? Is it okay to play with new things, to try new things, and to feel awkward? You are your own authority figure, and only you can decide and give permission and space to create what is new and to discover yourself. I'll be right here next time with a brand new episode next week. Light and love. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets mindful. Light and love, and I'll see you right here. Bye-bye.